Welcome to this edition of the Head to Head Podcast. I'm your host, Cam McKinney, and this is episode number 116 of the podcast. And in this edition of the podcast, I'm talking about the 76ers firing head coach Brett Brown after being swept out of the first round of the NBA playoffs by the Boston Celtics. Here are my opinions on the fire. I agree with the firing of coach Brett Brown. He was given a chance to be the 76ers head coach since 2013. They did do that old thing that we all know every organization does when they are rebuilding. When they hire a guy, let him go through all the losing and then fire them right when they're going to be a really good team. We've seen this time and time again. The Cubs did it right before they signed Joe Madden. They fired their manager at that time and they brought in Joe Madden as the Cubs became the Cubs that we know today. You know, the Cubs that won the World Series for the first time in over a hundred years in 2016. Yeah, those Cubs. The Cubs did that. The Cubs fired their manager who went through the losing and then signed Joe Madden and that team became a World Series victory. That's not what the 76ers did right here. They let Brett Brown develop Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons and try to become a contending team in the Eastern Conference. And the truth of the matter is the 76ers have not lived up to expectations. Whether or not you think that's all of Brett Brown's fault, but here's Here's a take that I find really stupid, and I've heard this over the week about all the reactions of this firing. I've heard people say, well, the players were out of control. It's the players' fault. You know whose job it is to make sure that the players are in control? It's Brett Brown's job to make sure that the 76ers have great chemistry and that they're all on the same page. When you watch that team play basketball this year, no player is in sync with another. Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons after years of playing together, are not on the same page. Al Horford and Joel Embiid look at like they're playing different sports at times. It doesn't even look like they're both playing basketball when they're on the floor together. Tobias Harris doesn't look like he doesn't know what his role on the team is, and that goes to the fault of the head coach. I'm sorry, maybe it's not fair that all of those things are put on the shoulders of Brett Brown, but that's the world we're living in. He was given these really good basketball players, and they haven't lived up to the hype into the reality we all thought they should. Think about this fact. We all thought that the Philadelphia 76ers were poised to be at least a top three seed in the Eastern Conference. Yes, they were behind the Celtics and the Raptors, which is understandable. But you also know that they were further down in the playoff seeding than the Indiana Pacers and the Miami Heat. Two teams we all know don't have the amount of talent that's on the 76ers. The 76ers Sixers should be head and shoulders ahead of the Pacers in the heat, and they were far behind them. The Pacers, who by the way were without Victor Oladipo most of the season, were ahead of the Philadelphia 76ers in the standings. And oh, by the way, the guy you let go, Jimmy Butler, joins the Miami Heat, and the Heat finish with a better record than you. That's a telling sign that things are not okay in Philadelphia. Yes, do I think Brett Brown has become unfairly the fall guy? Absolutely, but that doesn't mean he deserved to be the head coach of the Philadelphia 76ers much longer. It doesn't mean that. I do think he's being unfairly criticized. I don't think he's that bad of a head coach. I think when people say, oh, look, he's being outcoached here, I don't think he was given a great basketball team that fits well together. He was given a lot of great talent, but I don't know how well that talent fits together. Maybe another head coach is going to come in and all that talent is going to fit together, but under Brett Brown, 
around. It didn't work, so he was fired. None of those players seem to be buying into what Brett Brown was selling. Now, whether or not you think that's Ben Simmons' fault, whether or not you think that's Joel Embiid's fault, they were not buying in. And most people seem to think it's Joel Embiid's fault, that he really wasn't buying in to what Brett Brown was selling. That's a fair point, but in today's NBA, the franchises are going to side with the players they've given a massive amount of money to over the head coaches. That's the reality of the world we're living in right now. I think the Philadelphia 76ers gave Brett Brown a fair amount of chances to turn this team into a legitimate title contending team, and although there were signs of them being really good in past regular seasons, this year to me was the most disappointing, and they are not going in the right direction, so things needed to be changed. This was a telling year. You lose Jimmy Butler, you're wondering where this year is going to go. You have Tobias Harris, you brought in Al Horford, which some people thought was a great signing, and I at the time thought these two pieces in Horford and Embiid uh, do not work well together. You should not be getting bigger while the rest of the league is getting smaller. The Philadelphia 76ers' biggest issue this year was their lack of three-point shooting. Yes, they had Josh Richardson, Al Horford, and Tobias Harris as their primary three-point shooters. That's not good enough. The loss of J.J. Redick was really felt on this team all year long. So for me, the Philadelphia 76ers at least had to make it to the second round of the postseason for Brett Brown to save his job, or at the very least, go at least seven games versus the Boston Celtics. Some people thought this was a great matchup for the Philadelphia 76ers because my Boston Celtics have absolutely no size. They have Daniel Tice and they have Ennis Cantor. So of course, Joel Embiid put up massive numbers against the Boston Celtics, but they didn't have the shooting to get the job done. So I think their lack of roster creation, like their roster, is partially the reason why they failed. And of course, not having Ben Simmons, this would have been a completely different series. Although I think the Celtics would have beaten the Sixers, I think it would have been way more interesting, of course, if Ben Simmons was on the court. I think this past regular season is really the thing that got Brett Brown fired. The Philadelphia 76ers were one of the worst home teams in the NBA, and they were one of the most dysfunctional franchises this past season. I mean, they were like the Celtics of last year, watching the Celtics being like, oh, I hope they turn around in the postseason. Kyrie's talking about it. We all think this team is finally going to live up to their potential, but then the thing that's been happening all year long happened in the postseason, just like it did to the Boston Celtics of last year. They fell apart, and they got blown out by a better team. With all that said, let's look at the thing that Brett Brown has no control over. This past offseason that the Philadelphia 76ers had, I think we'll look back as as historically bad. The GM of the 76ers, Elton Brand, had a historically bad offseason. He let their best three-point shooter, J.J. Redick, leave to go to the Pelicans. He traded away Jimmy Butler, and he gave Tobias Harris a max contract, and then he signed Al Horford to a max contract. Let me be loud and clear. Al Horford and Tobias Harris may be the two worst contracts in the NBA, and they are both now members of the Philadelphia 76ers, and it doesn't look like anybody is going to want to trade for those bad contracts. Tobias Harris could not have had a worse postseason for the Philadelphia 76ers, and Al Horford all year long does not fit with what the 76ers are trying to do. You know why Al Horford worked with the Boston Celtics? Because they were not relying on him to be a three-point shooter. His three-point 
three-point shooting was a bonus. The Philadelphia 76ers were relying on Al Horford to be a three-point shooter, to be one of their best three-point shooters. It was never going to work out. Tobias Harris is an okay player. I think people are putting on way too much hate onto Tobias Harris. My reasoning for hating this more is the fact that they lost Jimmy Butler because now you can see his impact on teams. When he's healthy on the Timberwolves, they were a different team. Now he goes to the Miami Heat and he basically turns a franchise around that was going nowhere. That's the impact of Jimmy Butler. It's not in the stats. He's a clutch player and oh, by the way, he's a leader. Something the Philadelphia Philadelphia 76ers don't seem to have right now. They lack leadership. Ben Simmons is a really good basketball player. Joel Embiid is a really talented basketball player. They don't seem to have leadership qualities, though. Their team is falling apart. This team needed Jimmy Butler to take control over it. I do think Jimmy Butler is a way better basketball player than Tobias Harris, and he fits better with this team, but I think his other qualities are what the Philadelphia 76ers are desperately desperately lacking that they could have used. They could have used Jimmy Butler to be the leader of this team moving forward. They should have ponied up the money. They gave up a lot to get Jimmy Butler, and then they just let him go to the Miami Heat, and he turned them around, and they're going in the wrong direction. Think about this. I think over the next five seasons, the Miami Heat are going in the right direction, and the 76ers might be going in the absolute opposite bad direction. Think about that. So absolutely none of that is Brad. Brown's fault. It's not his fault that his general manager signed two of the worst contracts ever given to players up until this point. Tobias Harris is a bad contract. He's not a max player. He's a nice guy to have as your fourth option. He should have never be given a max contract. And Al Horford is an aging big man, and you already had an elite big man. Al Horford should be your fifth best player on a team. I think people looked at this roster and just thought that Al Horford was going to fit in so well. It doesn't make sense to go big in an era where everyone is going smaller and they're hitting three-point shots at a rate that we've never seen before. And the Philadelphia 76ers' biggest issue is they can't hit threes. Joel Embiid, not a very good three-point shooter. And as we all know, Ben Simmons does not even attempt three-point shots. You need to get as much three-point shooting on this roster as you humanly can. So to let go of J.J. Redick is an insanely stupid move. And although those moves make me wonder if Elton Brand is even suitable to be the general manager of an NBA roster. Think about how he got this job in the first place because of the scandal that happened with Brian Colangelo. Think about maybe this team would be in the right direction if Brian Colangelo never had that stupid scandal and if he were still the GM of the Sixers because right when that scandal started, the Sixers were headed towards the right direction and since that, Elton Brand has made some seriously curious, stupid moves in my opinion. I mean, you can also go back to Markel Fultz not really working out with the Sixers, and now he's with the Orlando Magic, and again, they had the number one overall pick, and that didn't work out. You can look at all of that. A lot of things have not gone right for the Philadelphia 76ers that Brett Brown has zero control over, but I look at it as he's been given two guys who we all think are top 20 players, and he hasn't been able to go to an Eastern Conference Finals with them in Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid. That's where he needed to go 
ago, and he really, he didn't get that close to it. And there is one coaching decision he made this past year that I thought was maddening, and I thought, wow, this really needs a change. He decided that Ben Simmons should no longer be the point guard of this team. Ben Simmons is the best passer on the team. I don't care if he can shoot a lick. You need to make it work so that Ben Simmons can be the primary ball handler for your team. That's how special I feel Ben Simmons is at passing the basketball. And again, I've heard recent reports that they want to keep Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons together. If I were them, I would pick Ben Simmons over Joel Embiid. I'm building my team around Ben Simmons, and guess what I'm doing? I'm putting a ton of three-point shooting around him so that I don't have to worry about the fact that he can't shoot. I have him and I have four elite three-point shooters around him. That's where I would go moving forward. That's not an indictment on Joel Embiid's game. I just don't think the two of them fit well together, and I need Ben Simmons to be a point guard because that's the special quality he brings to the game of basketball. He's an elite defender. He can attack the basket, but he's also a -a one-of-a-kind passer. For him not to be your point guard moving forward, I think would be a ridiculously stupid move on the part of the Philadelphia 76ers. I need this guy to handle the ball as much as possible. I also just think if you look around the NBA, the perfect duo for Ben Simmons would be another wing player. Think about the dominant duos of today's NBA. You've had Dwayne Wade and LeBron. That was a fantastic duo. The duo that just swept the Sixers out of the postseason, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. Wing duos are the way to go. It's the way of the future. Get Ben Simmons an elite wing player and then you can have a special duo. I think the small man, big man duo isn't as great unless you're Anthony Davis and LeBron James. I don't think those are the duos that are winning in today's NBA. It's the Kawhi Leonard's and the Paul George's of the world. I'll put it to you this way. I think if Joel Embiid were the one who missed the entire series and not Ben Simmons, the Philadelphia 76ers might have won a game. That's how much I believe in Ben Simmons as a player and how I think he fits in today's NBA over Joel Embiid. I think Joel Embiid is one of the best men in the NBA, but I don't know how valuable that is moving forward. It's not the big men of the NBA that are winning. If Porzingis was the one who was there and Luka Doncic was the one that was hurt, the Dallas Mavericks would not be competing against the LA Clippers right now. But because Doncic is still playing, guess what? The the Mavericks are making a series out of it. That's how special these wing players are. And I'm not saying Ben Simmons is as good as Luka Doncic, but I think he has the potential to be a special one-of-a-kind player and the kind of players that are winning in today's NBA. If this was the 1980s, the Sixers would have one of the best big men and they'd be competing for titles after titles after titles. But that's not the case. The dominant big man in the NBA is not as valuable as it was in yesteryear. That's just a fact. I'm not getting rid of Embiid because I think he's overweight or whatever. He's out of shape. I think that's all nonsense and chatter that I don't really pay attention to. I think he's a special player, but I don't think he's the type of player that can win you titles today in today's NBA. He's a fine player and maybe if he was around a bunch of shooters, they would be a better team. But if I were going to get my pick of who I'd want to 
build around between Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid. I'm picking Ben Simmons all day long because I think the potential is there. And if I surround him with four elite three-point shooters, part of that starting lineup moving forward, I think I would have a special team. Guess what? You can build around a guy with all shooters around him. They did that with Dwight Howard in the Orlando Magic. You don't need all five guys to shoot. The Philadelphia 76ers do not need Ben Simmons to be an elite three-point shooter. What they need is to surround him with elite three-point shooters, and they have not done that. And when they did, they got rid of them. They don't sign J.J. Redick. I think my last point on the Philadelphia 76ers for this episode, and I think this is a point that I don't hear a lot of people talk about, but I did hear Mike Greenberg talk about how tanking is really bad. But guess what? The Philadelphia 76ers tried to tank. They said, trust the process. They got Joel Embiid. They got Ben Simmons. They got these generational talent, and we all thought they were going to become the next big NBA team, that they were going to compete for titles after titles after titles, and that has not been the case. And I think not a lot of people will say this. I think it's good for the NBA that the Philadelphia 76ers did not become a dynasty with these two players. I think it's an actual good thing that this didn't work out for Brett Brown and the Philadelphia 76ers. I mean, no ill will towards them, but I think it is a good sign that tanking did not lead the Philadelphia 76ers to championship titles. Because I think if it did, more teams would try to copy this formula. Oh, if we just tank, we'll get guys like Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid and compete for titles. Because yes, tanking does work. You will get those special players. But you know what works even better? Being a functional organization. The Spurs did tank for Tim Duncan, but they also had David Robinson, then they had Greg Popovich, and they became the most stable organization in the NBA. Tanking is not enough. That should be the lesson here. You can tank all you want, but if you make the wrong decision, it's just not going to work out for you. You can have Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid, but then think about all the mistakes the Philadelphia 76ers have made after that. Drafting Markel Fultz, getting Jimmy Butler, then trading Jimmy Butler, then giving max contracts to the wrong guys like Horford and Harris. It's not, tanking isn't enough. You're not going to become a great team just because you tank for two all-stars. That's not good enough. You actually need to do the work and become a functional organization. And the Philadelphia Sixers have not done that. they become more chaotic since getting these two players. They thought the answers were going to be getting these star players. And it did. It did make them a better team than they were. But they became no closer to winning an NBA championship because they never became a functional organization. Think about the Pelicans. Yes, they just lost Anthony Davis and now they got Zion and things look great. But if they do the same things they did when they had Anthony Davis, then guess what? They'll lose Zion. It doesn't matter if you keep getting those special players. You need to change your ways and become a functional organization. So, if the Pelicans become a functional organization, they will keep Zion Williamson and they will compete for championships. But if they do the same things and it's just all about Zion, guess what? He'll probably end up leaving the Pelicans. That's the issue with these teams. Tanking isn't the answer. It wasn't the answer for the Philadelphia 76ers. And now, they have Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid, and they're nowhere near close to winning an NBA championship. All that talk about the process and how it worked because they got these two one-of-a-kind players, well, guess what? They didn't do the work after that. It's not enough to get Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid together on a basketball court. They needed to become a 
dysfunctional organization and build around these players. It's not winning the lottery. After you win the lottery, you actually have to do the work to maintain yourself as a functional basketball team, and the Philadelphia Sixers have been the opposite of that. They've been dysfunctional. And as for Embiid and Simmons, next year we're going to get the answer of Brett Brown was the issue, because if it still doesn't work out, if they get another head coach who we think of as great, and Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid don't fit well together, then guess what? It's time to move on from this duo, and I think it's already time to move on. Move on with Ben Simmons. Rethink your process and get rid of Embiid and build around Ben Simmons. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Head Dad Podcast. I'm Cam McKinney. There'll be a new episode of the podcast every Monday on Apple Podcasts and iTunes, so please rate, review, and subscribe.